You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network. Podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. And one thing that you brought up, and I think we can maybe like park here for just a second and kind of talk about it as a group, is the topic of giving extra eligibility to some of these athletes. And as you brought up, that spring sports, it seems to be leaning that way that they're, if, if not already confirmed, I, I don't have that information in front of me, that they're going to find a way to bring another year of eligibility to some of the seniors of the spring sports. Um, is that correct? In- I, haven't, I haven't heard an official word okay. on that yet. I think, I think there's a lot more, I think the sense is that that, that, that is going to happen for spring sports. I could be totally wrong. I could have totally missed it, but um, I've been off the Twitter game for a little while, so I don't, I have, that's good like, for you. <laughs> that's a smart move. <laughs> so like my, my day-to-day, um, news is not coming in the way it used to, but, um, I haven't heard for sure. I know that, that, that uh, winter sports, it's a definite no. Yeah. Um, spring sports, it sounds like it's, a, it sounds like it's going to happen, which yeah. would be really cool, especially for some of the seniors. And I talked about it so many times on, on, uh, Hitchcock Hecklers, but this team, has been through so much they've had you know fought through a lot of adversity and some of these guys have you know just been waiting for this season and this moment to be able to showcase what they've got you know and be able to take their talents to the next level so so let me move it around to a couple of the other guys and get some of their opinions uh jared extra eligibility uh for our spring and sports athletes we've touched on it doesn't seem possible for the winter sports uh, but the springs possibly your thoughts on that is there any way to make it work all the way around no, I think you can make it work and I think Greg Sankey has basically come out and said that he wants to make it work I think you're asking is it official I don't believe it is official unfortunately I'm not off Twitter Justin I need to be um, <laughs> he has said he wants to make this happen and you know the SEC behind the scenes probably has a lot of pull with the NCAA so um I'm assuming that that we'll have a lot of say so at at that discussion. Real quick, though, the thing that got brought up and we talked about in the football podcast, I think the most difficult aspect is not just giving seniors an extra year, but what do you do with the juniors and sophomores and freshmen? Do they also get an extra year? And basically it was just a red shirt for everybody. Right. And I think that's where the big question mark is. Now you're talking a lot more players. Yeah. That's a, a tough thing to, again, I don't envy a lot of people in this situation. Just add that to the list. Greg Sankey and uh, the athletic directors for having to figure out how do we make this right for the most people possible? Because I don't think you're going to be able to make it right for everybody. Uh, I just think there are too many obstacles in the way. There are too many, there's too much money in the way, so to speak. Maybe not enough money in the way. That may be the actual problem. But we've got to find some way to bring some normalcy back. And I, I, man, I just do not envy them right now. That's the common theme here. Let me ask a question real quick. Um, 
would it be different if it was football? Would it even be a question? If it was football, do you think they would handle it differently and say, absolutely, we're giving them another year of eligibility? Do you think the sport matters? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely, yes, yes. They would They would move heaven and earth to keep <laughs> football going, yes. Yes. Um, I would probably agree with Elvis on that one. Um, you know, when I was – I will reference that podcast the again. SEC would be de- developing its own – coronavirus <laughs> antibody task force <laughs> yes <laughs> if it were football yes yeah. it's money man it's football is cash you think i'm here. joking but no uh the amount of resources yeah. we put into grass oh <laughs> yes it's true good point good point good point oh man uh you are it's sad but it's true elvis i mean you're right football is is the, the lifeblood of the southeastern conference and you know Alan Green kind of alluded to as much when he was asked a question on that conference call that was in their podcast. Somebody asked him and said, you know, what happens if this affects football? And he said, let's not even get into that right now. We've got to deal with the here and now. Um, Let me go back over to Elvis for a second. You know, I think it's hard as, as easy as it is to make a case for a national championship for equestrian. Mm -hmm. I, do you see some eligibility coming back for these seniors for them too? I mean, what, I know it's no, a winter sport technically. Uh, sadly, no, because the, uh, yeah, the number of games they lost or number of meets they lost, it's not that many. I mean, right. they, it's you know, fortunate slash unfortunate, depending on your perspective. But, you know, the, the regular season was essentially done. This yeah. really only affects the postseason. It's a postseason that – frankly, would lose money for every one of these institutions. Right. Uh, they don't make money off of this sport. And, yeah, it's it's unfortunate, but uh, it's the kind of thing where, sorry, that's, that just happens, you know? It, yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. I mean, I think there's going to be a lot of unfortunate circumstances that come out of this, and there's going to be a lot of uh, – there's, there's a lot of real hurt that's already going on, but there's going to be some, I think, some emotional hurt that comes from the realization of some of these athletes of what they're missing out on when it really does become the official, we cannot give you another eligibility or you're, you're basically done. You know, this is your time at college. It's hard enough. Can you imagine that? And this will be our transition to something else. Can you imagine the heartbreak of losing a last on a last second shot in March madness in the final four. And imagine at least there, you had an opportunity to affect that change. These athletes didn't have an off. This was something that took us all completely off guard. No control over this situation whatsoever. How hopeless can that make you feel? And I, I don't say that to get us down here on this podcast, but it's the reality. I can't even imagine the emotions of literally getting on a bus to go to your SEC tournament and your athletic director walks on and says, guys, it looks like the season's over for oh, no boy. reason. Or maybe not for no reason. Let me rephrase that for, for a confusing reason at the time when it happened. That's just, I can't even fathom that at this point. So let's, let's talk about basketball a little bit. This is March Madness time, or it should be. It's been completely canceled along with everything else. We all should be uh, rummaging through our brackets, trying to figure out how we got this right or that wrong uh, today. We're recording on a Friday night. So the first round of games would be getting near its completion when we're recording right now. I love the first two days of March Madness. Oh. Killing me that we can't talk about it. What do you think? No. Yeah. How far do you think Alabama would have gotten into the tournament? Uh, You know what? Look, (laughs) 
mm, you guys are not supposed to get in on that train with with my co-host there he is for some reason carrying the torch of that i'm an alabama fan i have yeah i am team drew yeah why is drew doing that to you look come on no elvis hold on you're team drew no, it's not true. I made one statement to kind of, look, it, the strategy is as such. If you go ahead and call it out and say, hey, they might have a pretty decent year. So then it's kind of like a self not fulfilling prophecy when they actually tank. And, you know, so that was my strategy the whole time. Build them up so it's hedge. easier to knock them down. You got to hedge your bets. That's all right. It is. Thank <laughs> you. Looks like I've got a friend here tonight. So I, th- now- I think it would have gone over better, though, if you'd have picked literally any other team in the nation. Um, maybe. Yeah, I guess so. I guess I did not choose wisely on that point. <laughs> like, no, per- for example, just picking a team out of the, out of midair, the Penn Quakers would have been <laughs> a better team for you to get behind. Did you I, tell, did you tell Drew that you're, um, you're, you're uh, a three on three team, you would pick Javon McCormick, Samir Dowdy and Anthony McMore. Is that what, is that what? Yeah, Drew- I think that it, I think it alludes back to that. I think there's yeah. some, some, he cannot fathom my love and admiration for, Anthony McLemore, we talk about that on our – we've already recorded our season wrap-up. Uh, I'm not sure what order this is going to release in yet, so you may have heard that episode and already may hear it after it. But, yes, I, I love my boy Anthony McLemore, and, gosh, I mean, let me use this to talk about this situation. I, what a story that guy has. Whether you, you agree with he's had a great end of his career or not, can you imagine oh. that going through what he's been through uh, choosing to come to Auburn over an Ivy League school. By the way, did y'all know that he went? He could have gone to Harvard. Ivy League school? Did you know that? <laughs> yeah. Did, did you know, know that? You know that Jared uh, Siddham's from Texas. Yeah. <laughs> did you know that he's getting engaged this summer? I mean, come on, guys. Yeah. It's like the same storylines everywhere. But you, I really what, hope we get somebody on The Bachelor that's connected to Auburn somehow. Ah, uh, yes, you that know, would be entertaining. Y'all heard about the show, The Bachelor. Maybe we mm. should do a podcast about that. That would be oh, yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, you know, maybe okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, so look. Anthony McMore, you, you have a horrific, horrific leg injury. You fight was, back from it, and then you don't get to finish it out. That's... I, was, I, was at the, I was at the game in, in uh, Columbia, South Carolina, that, that that injury took place, and, and it was a loud – I mean, it seems like South Carolina plays this so tough in basketball. Frank Martin teams are just really tough, but it seems like they play their best game of the year against us each time they play us. But um, that crowd was in, insane, and then that injury happened, and there wasn't – I mean, there wasn't a noise in the entire building. It was just, uh, it was so bad. And then finding out the, you know, how, how bad it really was, was very tough to swallow. And I mean, it just makes you sick to your stomach. And then you fast forward to, you know, the next April and he's at the free throw line with a couple seconds left against Virginia, you know, just, you know, re, you know, just so for lack of a better term, rebounding from the Chuma injury. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he's at the free throw line. For Chuma, for Chuma, for Chuma. So, yeah, t- I mean, great uh, uh, character arc with with Anthony, and and you got you got to love the guy. Yeah, I mean, his, his performance at times this season, I will admit, as much as I love him, has not been stellar. Uh, but I've seen flashes of the Anthony that I came to love in his first two seasons, uh, and uh, it breaks my heart. The guy did not get to finish the way he should have been, and, and even I can make that case. For Javon McCormick, I can make that case for Austin Wiley, for Samir Dowdy. We can get for the two walk-ons. You're talking about the most winning senior class in the history of Auburn basketball, and they don't get to finish it out. I think they have 99 wins. They don't even get to get to 100. 100. 
you know the most well, the most devastating thing really out of the double dribble scenario or situation <laughs> was seriously if we win that game because nobody really noticed he said for Chuma until after and everybody's on Twitter like he's saying for Chuma if we win that game that's the story like this kid goes to the line wins the ball game he's saying for Chuma and then they don't call double dribble and so <clears throat> you know it's a cool story but it didn't matter and the whole ram of it at the end of it so yeah yeah it's tough. you know it's interesting to talk about Macklemore because I mean he did go through a big injury and what I think the sport and all sports are going through you you talk about it's out of your control it's kind of like an injury it's like every one season ended with an injury yeah. and yeah, good yeah poor Macklemore had that happen twice you know uh, Chuma had that happen I mean yeah athletes you know your whole career could go away in a moment you know Tua over at Alabama his season ended I mean it's just it's sad it's sad well you know everybody talk you want to talk about did Macklemore have a great year you know Javon he didn't show up to every game but we don't make it to the final four last year without either one of those two right I mean Javon the way he stepped up in the final four I think that gave Bruce the confidence to put it in his hands this year Mm um they they struggled probably more than they did not this year but um we don't make it to the final four without them no it's it's definitely a team dynamic that has has been challenging at times this year uh but it has had some very amazing moments uh inside and outside of this year and it again I, I keep using this phrase over and over it just breaks my heart and I feel like there's in each one of these sports we're discussing and we're not gonna have time to get into all of them tonight we're gonna touch on one more here in a second but you know, you've got Equestrian not getting their national championship, which is rightfully theirs. You've got Joyce Camelli's story representing track and field. You've got Anthony uh, representing basketball in this scenario. You've got baseball just not even knowing what to think about themselves at this point. So then that brings us to football. And I think the football story is what epitomizes what does the future hold? And if we use that in the context of coronavirus, what does the future hold for us with this? How is our world going to be different how are we all going to come out of this together? Are we going to come out better? Uh, my hope is yes. My belief is yes. But football, other than having spring games and practices canceled right now, and then maybe a little bit of recruiting affected, we're not seeing the implications that could have yet. But my opinion is that they are coming. And when that happens, boy, how do you look out? So, Jared, give me your thoughts as our football podcast guy represented here uh, <laughs> on where this go- – what – what's the what do we do? Yeah, I, yeah, I think we all forget that, you know, we think football starts on August 31st or September 1st or whatever, and we all show up and, and it just happened. Um, there's a lot of build up to that. And I was talking to AJ and I said, to me, the concern is not like, if it's just putting a bad product on the field, I think we probably start on time. Like, just let them, let that be their preseason. But if these guys aren't able to properly train to where they're, going to have injuries because they weren't able to train properly I don't think we start on time because that's now a safety issue Um, so that's one point Um, the other point is from a fan's perspective I think it depends on when this corona pandemic ends if it carries far enough into that moment but we're still able to start on time that might be the thing that brings the country like everybody wants to get out of their house everybody wants something to get their mind off of it so it could become one of the greatest opening weekends ever. Right. Um, but it, it, there's just, nobody knows. We have no idea what's going on. 
um, I, my opinion, which is based on nothing, <laughs> um, I, I don't think we start on time, is my opinion. I think you're right. I, I don't want to believe it, Jared. I really don't. Uh, but as, as things, reality set in, as the implications of what's got to be figured out and put back into place after this, even outside of football, I think the reality is, is we don't start on time. Uh, you know, we can, we can talk about baseball and MLB too. That's, they have this uh, lofty goal of being ready by June. I, I don't know. Uh, he, I, you know, I'll pull the curtain back a little bit just from like personal situations here. You know, I'm a huge Disney fanatic. I go to Disney world all the time with my wife and we have a trip in April at the very end of April and beginning of May. We're sitting here trying to tell ourselves that we're going to Disney world in a month's time. We're not going to Disney world. I'm not canceling until they tell me to cancel, but that's the reality that simple things like that are still going to be affected. And we don't even know it yet. When people try to say, well, this is going to happen or that's going to happen. I want to believe it too. But when you shut Disney down and you cancel March madness and you cancel an NBA season, this is not a joke. Um, Like they're all, all bets are off when that happens. And the crazy thing, and I know that we're talking football, the crazy thing is, is if that doesn't happen with that Utah Jazz player, we probably at least still have an STC tournament with no fans. That was the domino. When, once that fell and they said no more season, everybody said, wait a minute, we need to readdress this. Yep. Um, and, it, yeah. and it all just went from there. The NBA domino, I think, is a very key phrase there. I, I remember where I was. I'm not going to tell you where I was. <laughs> it's, it's, that's just too much to explain. Yeah. Uh, but I remember looking at my phone and just my heart sank because I knew in that moment yeah. that what we knew as the sports world had just ended. Yeah. I, I didn't believe it. I, I was I, like, Did I, am I reading this correct? It was like when I read Kobe Bryant, it was like when nine yeah. 11 happened and I'm not trying to make this into, right, but it right, was one right. of those, you read it and you keep scrolling and you go, wait a minute. And you go back to it. You're like, Did I read that right? Hey, Auburn fans, I want to take a quick timeout from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C Network Booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C Network to join the E2C Network Booster Club. You can also get there by going to our website, e2cnetwork.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. When that domino fell, 
I just, I knew that we were in, in store for many things as a, as a world, a nation, a athletic program uh, for a podcast network. I mean, you build a podcast network based on the concept of college sports. What do you do when college sports ceases to exist? We have solutions for that. We're, they're coming, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's crazy, man. Uh, so let me give uh, Justin, recruiting wise, football, how do you see that affecting? And then you can touch on any kind of recruiting, but I think football is kind of where our minds go usually. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we've got a really good recruiting class coming in, but I think, you know, like what Jared said, like, I don't think we're going to start on time. Uh, a lot of these freshmen, incoming freshmen, even the redshirt freshmen, there's, you know, all the underclassmen, they really, really depend on the off season and the spring, especially, um, you know, even if you're an early enrollee, like you need the springtime to be able to to build some rapport with your teammates and, um, you know, learn the system. There's so much to learn and you're not able to to implement your offense. You're not able to learn schemes on defense. There's so much that these younger guys especially are going to be missing out on. And I mean, when you think of football, you think of of, uh, of the quarterback probably first and foremost, and our, our quarterback's going to be a sophomore there's a lot that he still needs that, that he's still trying to intake. And, and so there's just, there's so much that I think is still unknown. So it's, it's so hard to say like, you know, recruiting, yes, we can, the technology is our friend here and, and it's going to be you know, like how we're doing here. There's going to be a lot of this. There's going to be a lot yeah. of uh, FaceTime and, and zoom and Google hangouts uh, duo, I guess is a new thing I found out about. So, um, <laughs> you know, coach Mel's on and, you know, the recruiting staff, like they're going to be able to, to connect with these young athletes. And, you know, from what I've heard, that could be a really good thing. They're going to be able to get them to know that person. They're, they're going to have some, some face time, if you will, um, and be able to, to learn who this person is, who they're bringing onto the, you know, who they think they might want to bring onto the team and, you know, offer scholarships to and, and all that. So I think there's some good to be, to come from it, but as far as how, you know, incoming freshmen are, are going to to look and if they're going to be ready I don't think it's just it's just there's so many unknowns like it's it's so hard to say how how it really might impact this season um I think going into the 2021 class there's I think we're gonna definitely have some some high character guys and some guys who we've been able to if you you know vet if you will and and make sure that these are the right kind of people that we want you know going through these adverse times together with so it's it's interesting um you know I, I again like there's just there's just so much that we don't know right it's a lot of questions that need to be answered whether that's in sports or in just general life uh a lot of things that we're hoping are going to take place that the reality may be it may not because we've already touched on uh but the fact of the matter is this as we kind of wind our time down here tonight is that uh, our world has changed uh whether we like it or not uh, starting a week ago when we were recording this. Um, the question is now, and we can extrapolate this beyond Auburn Athletics, obviously, what is Auburn Athletics going to do to make the most of a bad situation? What are they going to do to respond? How are they going to help their community? I think we're already seeing that in, in, in some ways. You know, co Our coaches have already shown uh, a desire to be there for community and tragedies past. Uh, obviously, it's hard to do that with social distancing right now. Uh, but what good can come out of this, out of a horrific situation for sports, for general life, are the big questions going forward. 
And I kind of want to give everybody a chance to maybe just wrap up their thoughts tonight. But let me just bring some attention to some other programs very briefly that we don't have time to touch on tonight. Uh, one of those being women's basketball. You know, they didn't have a great year. I think it was one of the worst years in uh, the history of the program. But this is coming off one of their better years in the program. So there's a lot of questions about uh, Coach Flo and her time there. There were some questions about whether she'd be back. I, I, my hope is this kind of helps stifle those questions. I really, I really love her as a coach, and I hope this was just a rebuilding year. Uh, this takes away from the first year of uh, Caroline Lilly as the women's tennis coach, which is trying to build back up. This uh, Gary Taylor is in the middle of a rebound in a pretty solid year for swimming and diving, not by Auburn's standards, uh, but getting back to those days of, of David Marsh and all them. So those are just some other things. That I, it's, not just, it's not just football. It's not just basketball. It's not just soccer. All the equestrian, track and field, recruiting, all these topics we covered, we don't have time to touch them at all. But so much is going to be different and so much is going to be affected after this. But how are we all individually, as a fan base, as a family, going to use this to move forward? And I think that's the big question we have to ask ourselves going forward. So after I drop that bomb on all of y'all, <laughs> let's go through here one more time and just kind of let wow. I get some closing thoughts on things. And I'll start off with Auburn Elvis. Uh, anything that you want to throw out for Auburn Athletics, coronavirus, it, the floor is yours, sir. Um, I'm probably more bullish on college football than I think the rest of y'all are. I, I seriously, I don't want to, I don't think you should underestimate the desire for mm -hmm. college football to happen. Yeah. And we will, we will go through some pretty weird hoops <laughs> to make it happen. Like if we have to basically say nobody gets in the stadium unless you have a doctor's note that says you don't have it, you know, right. I could see the conferences doing that and saying, okay, we know all the players and coaches and, and staff don't have it because we've been monitoring them, but no student, no fan gets into the stadium unless, you know, you can prove you don't have the virus. I could see the, the SEC doing that or the whole sport doing that. Yeah. I mean, there are things like that where you could say, all right, we could probably hold these games in a semi-safe, you know, way that wouldn't, you know, cause, a, a, you know, a new – series of infections to sprout up right. um, also i mean you're you're talking about something that's eight nine months away and i just don't think the country is going to sit in this current state for that long i just don't think it's not possible but what that means is as a country we might have to make some very tough choices in terms of economically do we go ahead and turn the economic engine back on because we've essentially flipped it off so that we could basically preserve the lives of people who are above a certain age. And if this thing continues like it is, we're basically going to get to a point to where we're going to say, do we allow the economy to be wrecked for generations or do we allow a higher risk of old people dying? Yeah, and that's, that's a tough, tough, tough decision, but I think our country might be headed for that. And the thing is, if we choose to say, well, we're going to be become more prosperous, there will be casualties, but that will allow us to get back to a semi-normal way of life. Yeah. There just will be some casualties. And that's crazy, but we might be in that position. No, and I, I think I like your point there because, and I will say this, I've never had so much optimism and gravity put in one <laughs> monologue there <laughs> on this topic tonight. Uh, but it's all true. Uh, tough decisions that have to be made 
uh, and we don't want to make them, uh, but we've got to do the most good we can for the most amount of people. And whether it's economically, the sports world, personally, uh, we're all going to have to sacrifice uh, to get this, the ship righted and it can be, and it will be righted. It's just a matter of how and when at this point. Uh, And I I will say earlier when we talked about how, you know, if things, if the season does come off, you know, that opening day is going to be amazing. I, I think that's true because if you look back at the, the Spanish flu that came through in World War I, uh, the Spanish flu wiped out people even if you were young and healthy. Uh, it was almost especially the young and healthy died from that. And so it was a super quarantine, everything locked down. I uh, read something at, in the Knoxville paper about how they prohibited three people or more from getting together. If a cop saw three people on the street, he would break them up and make them get away. So they did that for about almost a month. And then once that quarantine ended, everybody went out and just had this amazing party for like a week. <laughs> and that's basically what you're going to have in America. Once we get through this, it's going to be a massive party. You think the Sky Bar was open <laughs> this past week? Oh my goodness. Yeah. Are you calling Mardi Gras in fall? Is that what you're calling? <laughs> I'm calling Mardi Gras like 24 hours a day, yeah, for like a month. Look, we are in no way advocating one way or the other on that, but like yeah. I, that's the image I get in my head of what you described is that yeah. when we come out on the end of this, it's going to be Mardi Gras 24-7. It's going to be massive, yeah. The people who are still alive, sad to say, are going to be very, very celebratory. Auburn Elvis is getting morbid. He scared me a little bit. I know. He's He's being real, though. He's being real. I am. I'm not sugarcoating it. No, I'm not knocking you, man. You're being real. That's that's what I love, and that's why I assembled everybody here. I love hearing everybody else's opinions and thoughts on this. So, um, Elvis, I do appreciate uh, you bringing the equestrian flavor to this tonight and uh, your realness in that. So, thank you so much for that. Uh, but yeah, let's let's bounce over here for final thoughts too. Let's go, Justin. How about you? Final thoughts tonight? Sports life, world, all this stuff with coronavirus. Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting time, everyone. It's not going to be an easy time, whether it's two weeks, two months, four months, whatever. We don't know at this point. So, um, you know, but with sports, you know, each season comes to an end and there's an off season. And I think in the off season, you've got to, as a player, coach, whatever it may be, you've got to, you know, look inward a little bit, find something that you need to improve on. I think this is going to be an opportunity for everyone in, you know, just the, the general public population that this is going to be a time where you can, there's going to be a lot of, you're going to be bored. Like there's going to be some boring times. We don't have sports to watch. Like uh, it's, it's going to be weird, but you're going to have time where you're just going to be sitting there on the couch. Like take, take some time to, to better yourself, figure out what it is you need to get better at, whether it's, um, you know, if you're, if you're a student, it might be academically, if, if it's, um, you know, it, with your relationship, whatever it may be, like there's, there's going to be something where you can look inside and say, hey, it, this is a better time than ever to, to just sit down and, and figure out like, hey, this is, this is something that's going to better me. And then you're going to come into it. And then the next season, which hopefully is football season, um, you know, you're going to come into it, you know, guns blazing, ready to go and, and to be your best version of yourself. So I think that I hope that that's what um, – everyone can do. And I hope that, you know, at some point each of us are able to, to have that kind of, um, you know, just look inward, like I said. Yeah. There's some great perspectives here and uh, this, I'll pull the curtain back a little bit more. Uh, we're doing this with a video conference here and, and 
Auburn Elvis has given us images to watch, and he's trying to make us all happy by watching. It was Xavier McKinney. Is that Xavier was his McKinney. name? Yeah, that's Sheldon getting Tower his head blown off. By, yep. Oh man, that's so good. That's exactly what I needed right now is, yeah. to, is to watch that little bowling ball. Look, I know his name is not Shivers, but I yell it every single time. Shiver me timbers. And when that man <laughs> blew that guy's helmet off. I was running around my house, just screaming yeah. my head off, shivering oh, yeah. temper, shivering temper. Yeah. All right. Thank you for that uh, distraction from the gravity of this, Elvis. But uh, <laughs> let, let's bring it back and let Jared somehow uh, give his final thoughts. Yeah. We've taken a lot from you, but what do you got on this? Yeah, man. Um, so, you know, I've been asked a lot. I've been asked, like, why do you like sports? And, I mean, the reality is, is it doesn't matter who you are, where you come from. Uh, like, when you go to an Auburn game, and they score a touchdown or do something good, you, you'll hug a guy beside you that you don't even know who he is. Yep. And so it's because they're wearing Auburn. And what I hope – listen, nobody wants to go through this, but I remember 9-11 very vividly. And what I hope comes out of this is that we all, in a sense, even though we're not supposed to touch each other, we all hug each other because we're American. And um, I, I think that – Believe it or not, for a year or two, there's probably going to be a little less hatred between your rivals because I even have softened that now. And it's like, hey, there's more important things in life. Yeah. Um, so I think that's one positive that might come out of it. Two years from now, we'll be back to, you know, jabbing at each other. And that's really for fun. Um, I think that, you know, this is going to bring us, I hope this brings us closer together, um, which is really what sports, you know, while we all kind of love it. It's, you know, for the love of the game uh, kind of comes some different uh, connotations here. Yeah. You love the game, but sometimes you, you love about the game is, is what comes out because of the game right. sports reveals character and even moreover tragedy uh, crises, they reveal character right. and it's going to reveal the character of us individually. It's going to reveal the character of these Auburn athletes and student athletes and students and, uh, the whole of the Auburn family. So my challenge to everybody here is what will this reveal about you? Is it going to reveal that you still have some work to do in terms of extending a hand as opposed to pointing a finger? And I say that with full acknowledgement right here. Guys on the screen can see it. I'm pointing right at myself. When I, when I say that, it is not accusing of anybody. Are you going to be the one that extends the hand as opposed to pointing the finger? And I say that taking social distancing and account. Wait for the, wash your hands, you know. <laughs> Say hello to strangers in the appropriate time and be smart. Uh, so I hope we've been able in this conversation uh, for those that are listening to be able to talk about some fun things, some real things, some sad things, and try to encompass all this into a very long conversation that I, I feel like we could keep going on and all about, but these guys are tired, I know. <laughs> so I'm going to let them go. And uh, I just want to tell each of you, and obviously Jessica, who was with us earlier Thank you so much for your time, your perspectives, your honesty, uh, and uh, trying to wrap our heads around a very tough time. So individually, Elvis, thank you so much for being here. Oh, well, no, thank you for having me. This was, this was cool. Um, yeah, it's a shame we had to do it, but I'm glad we did. Yeah, this is neat. Gives us a chance to get to know each other on, in some different ways. And uh, thank you for uh, you, Justin, being here and, and taking some time to talk to us. Yeah, thank you, Kyle. Um, you guys, this has been awesome. Last thing I'm going to end with here is a little line out of the Auburn Creed. I believe in the human touch, which cultivates sympathy with my fellow men and mutual helpfulness and brings happiness for all. So with that note, War Eagle, 
War Eagle, my friend. Jared, somehow you've got to top that again. <laughs> Man, I, you can't top that. So <clears throat> I'm just going to say ditto to that. And uh, thanks for putting this together, Kyle. Hopefully we will have a post-coronavirus uh, podcast well, very soon. Uh, and it's a celebratory one. Well, apparently, according to Elvis, we're going to have a Mardi Gras. So that's... <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. It's going to be lit. It's going to be lit. Yeah. <laughs> be lit. I love it. Uh, War Eagle, but, guys. Thank you all so much for being here. War Eagle to each and every one of you. And War Eagle to you at home, our uh, Auburn family members. And, and obviously, we may have people that aren't Auburn family members listening to this as well. I hope you were encouraged by it, informed by it. Uh, and uh, I just I want to say this from the bottom of my heart. We love each and every one of you. And we are all going to get through this. Uh, hopefully uh, for the better of each and every one of us together as an Auburn family, as a nation, and as a planet. So uh, thank you all and War Eagle. War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing, that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?